This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries. Today on Live Your Faith. But you need to understand about people in the Bible and what the Bible does. The Bible shows you, and it's one of the things that I appreciate about the Bible, is that the Bible tells you everything about human beings, good and bad. It'll show you their victories and it'll show you your, the, their failures. It'll show you their good sides and it'll show you their bad. Welcome to Live Your Faith. I'm Keith Butler. The purpose of this broadcast is to help you be what Jesus said he would like his people to be. Mark chapter 4, verse 20 says, praise God, those that are good ground produce 30, 60, and 100 fold, 3,000, 6,000, 10,000 percent because of Romans 1.16. Romans 1.16 says that the word of God is the power of God. So we're going to teach you how to act on that word, how to defend with the word, and much more as we go right into this telecast in the name of Jesus. Turn to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Thank you, Jesus. Deliverance from danger. So I'm dropping some breadcrumbs at first for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, we'll also see another seeming conundrum because in that same situ in that situation in chapter 12 you have one of the big three Peter, James and John killed another of the big three delivered in the same place by the same people under the same circumstances hmm? now here in Hebrews the 11th chapter praise God we call Hebrews 11 chapter what? We call it Faith's Hall of Fame because everybody in here had a word from God and then they heard it, received it, believed it, spoke and acted on it. They did five elements of faith. They walked in faith, praise God. And we'll, we'll pick up with verse 32. And what shall I more say for the time which shall fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith, underline, who through faith subdued kingdoms? What did that mean? It means that they were in battle and they took down kingdoms. You don't take down kingdoms walking up to the king and say, surrender. <laughs> no, he said, oh, oh yeah, you want to fight? Let's see. So they subdued kingdoms. They wrought righteousness or produced righteousness they obtained promises. Obtained them. Stop the mouth of lions. Quench the violence of fire. Escape the edge of the sword. In other words, they're in battle and the sword is being used. They didn't have guns back then. And so swords are being used to kill them. They're in a fight. 
and they escaped the edge of the sword. They waxed valiant in fight. Amen. Great bravery. They turned to flight the armies of the aliens. All of this is fighting. All this is war and all of this is weapons. Keep reading. Women received their dead raised to life again. So all of these things here so far, these are all tremendous victories. But keep reading. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. Now, again, that's important, those terms, not accepting. Didn't say that it wasn't available. Said they weren't going to accept it. And it'll tell you why. Not accepting deliverance that they may obtain a better resurrection. Now, there is no place in the scripture that it says that you will get a better resurrection because you were martyred. There's no place in it that says it. But you need to understand about people in the Bible and what the Bible does. The Bible shows you, and it's one of the things that I appreciate about the Bible, is that the Bible tells you everything about human beings, good and bad. It'll show you their victories, and it'll show you your, the, their failures. It'll show you their good sides, and it'll show you their bad and warts side. Amen? There is no man of God in the scripture that was used mildly, mildly by God that didn't have some warts. Didn't have a problem, didn't fail or some kind of way, missed God, some, every single one of them. Amen? Praise God. God showed what all of them what? He showed his mercy to them, long-suffering to them, didn't throw them away. Proverbs said a good, a good man fall up seven times and get back up again. He gets back up, praise God, because it's intestinal fortitude and the help of the Lord. Sometimes we're too quick to throw people out. We throw them out and God says, look, I can fix them. And use them greater than before. We can name numerous people in the scripture that that was true. Hallelujah. He's God. He doesn't change. Didn't he say, I'm the Lord and I change not? He hadn't changed at all about that. See, so somewhat we need to adjust our attitudes a little bit about all that. But anyway, not to get on that. Praise God. Some, though, believe because just like now, people talk, people have opinions. People then bring forth their own thinking and whatever, such and such. People are exhilarated and they, they add stuff. Hallelujah. And we, we will see this in the scripture. That same thing happened with them. Praise the Lord. In fact, with the apostle John in Acts, in uh, John, excuse me, uh, chapter 21, uh, Jesus is going to say to Peter, love now me more than me. He's going to tell him three times. He's going to say, yeah, Lord, uh, you know I do. And then Jesus is going to tell him this. That's John 21, 18 and 19. Jesus is, is going to tell him that you're going to be killed when you are old. Now he said, when you are old, you can read it over there later. When you are old, you're going to be taken where you don't want to go. And then John said there, praise God about it. John said that Jesus was telling him by what death he would glorify God. So John's thought was, 
Amen. That dying this way also brought glory to God. And you also have to understand that everyone in the scripture, everything in the scripture is accurately stated, but it's not necessarily a statement of truth. An example of that would be Job. Job said, you know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's what Job thought. But if you kept on reading, God then later on said, you have spoken wrong about me when his three friends said the same thing. You have spoken wrong about me and you better ask Job to forgive you and pray for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So God defended himself. I didn't do it. And if you read all of Job, you would know that what? Satan's the one that did it to him. And what opened the door to it was Job with his being full of fear and not faith. But what he said was stated. And so sometimes you will see, you will hear a minister say what was stated, but not understand the difference that even though it was said, it wasn't a statement of truth. You had to keep reading. Why you can't take just one verse or half a verse, amen, you have to read all of the scripture on a subject because the Bible will do what? Interpret itself. Now I'm doing Bible class and I'm doing pistis right now, so I'm teaching. Okay, amen? Praise God. Let's keep on reading here. Women received their dead rays of life. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted or tested, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, affliction, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens, and caves on the earth. So in this chapter, what do we see? This chapter, we see spectacular deliverances from death as well as death by persecution. There are three, three groups here we just read in these few verses. We read a group number one was delivered from the fire, the sword, made strong in weakness, valiant in fighting, defeated armies in battle, received people raised from the dead. We, we see group two, those who chose not to be delivered. And then we see group three, those who were not delivered. And then you read verse 39. And these all, what does all mean? How much is left after all? All three groups. And all having obtained a good report. Amen. Martyrio in the Greek, a good witness. Through faith received not the promise. And so all of them operated by faith. But it mattered what they believed, where they were at, circumstances were involved. More on that in a minute. Amen. Praise God. Now, turn to Matthew chapter 2. Do I have your attention now? Now in Matthew chapter 2, Praise God. Let's remind ourselves about the great story about, of course, Jesus and the manger and, and uh, all of that and his birth and what happens after that. But let's begin reading him with verse 19 of Matthew chapter 2. 
But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. What did the angel say? Take the young child and his mother, Jesus, Jesus. Go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. Actually, I need to back up. Praise God. I'll keep on reading. Verse 21. He rose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. And when he heard that uh, Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father, he was afraid to go thither, notwithstanding being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee. The reason why he had to go, uh, go there is because of verse 15. He was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, out of Egypt have I called my son. Verse 12 said, being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. In other words, what happened was the angel of God warned Joseph that if Jesus was left where he was, He'd be killed. So he was warned, leave the country and told him to go here and stay here until I tell you it's safe to come back. A lot of times that's missed in the story. Hallelujah. Amen. We know, of course, he went down there, Harry went down there and killed everybody, every male child, two years old and under. But Jesus wasn't there. And since Jesus was not there, amen, that was one way God's protection was extended. Now, praise the Lord. Turn to Luke chapter 4. In the fourth chapter of Luke, let's see about the Lord Jesus himself now as he now starts beginning his ministry. We know in the beginning parts of uh, chapter 4 that he's going to be led of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. I told you that 40, the number 40 is a very important number in scripture. Praise God. But, but we will pick up here. Oh, I'll pick up with verse oh, th 13. When the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. What is that? See, the, the power, the dunamis of the Spirit, amen. We know the dunamis has a number of different names. Greek word power, dunamis. Power of the Spirit is called the anointing. Power of the Spirit is called great grace. We know that now. In other words, what is the anointing? It is the Holy Spirit poured upon you in great measure and that his manifestation ability to you is in great measure. Because you can have the Holy Spirit on you and in you, but he not be able to manifest fully because of decisions you make that may not fit the plan of God, may not be the will of God, may not be right with God. So we, we limit... To some extent, the manifestation of the Spirit. Acts 10, 38 reads, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, Deuteronomy, who went about doing good healing, all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. 
And so he's coming out that wilderness now with great manifestation, anointing the Holy Ghost. Fame goes out of him throughout all the region round about. Praise God. He taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. Man, so you know that anointing was really powerful. He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up as his custom was. He went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for the read. There was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he deliberately found this place where it is written. Of course, the spirit of the Lord is on me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, heal brokenhearted. Amen. Preach deliverance to the captive, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised or crushed, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book and he's going to say in verse 21, all this script is now fulfilled right in your hearing. In other words, he said, I'm who Isaiah was talking about. Oh, and that did not go over well at all. <laughs> Praise God. Verse 28 said he, he was cool with them. They were all cool with him till he said that. In verse 28, and all day in the synagogue, I tell my pastors and preachers, amen, that, that I'm over in various places. I tell them, you're only one, you're only one sermon away from being stoned from the people. <laughs> You can be the greatest preacher for the last 60 years. You only one sermon away for the whole thing turning on you. I've been in the ministry almost 50 years. I know. Uh, anyway, so, and they were in the synagogue. When they heard these things, they were filled with wrath. Oh, they got upset. And they rose up and they thrust him out of the city. So they dragged him through the city. They took him out outside the city, took him up to a hill, you'll see out there, the brow of the hill where the city was built that they may throw him down head first to kill him. And he passing through the middle of them went his way. So they got him in the synagogue. They drag him outside the city. They take him out to the hill. They get to go to throw him this way head first. And pff, something happens. All of a sudden, nobody could touch him. And he don't walk around him. He walks right in the middle of him. Get out the way. And he walks through the middle of the Bible study and continues his ministry, his mission. Well, what do we learn here? We learn, praise God, heavily, when you are heavily, heavily anointed. Amen. You can't be touched. Remember, Jesus walked the earth as a man, not as God. He walked the earth as man anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. In Mark chapter 4, verse 39 and 40, what? Jesus is going to be in a situation with the disciples. They're in a boat. They're going to be in a Eurachalon storm. The storm is so bad that the disciples have decided that they are going to die. We are going to die. These are guys whose livelihood is on the water. So they know what they're talking about. Okay, they're in a deadly storm. And the Bible tells us that the boat was so full of water that it began to sink. And then they came to Jesus in a panic. Don't you care we're about to die? Now, he had just taught them the parable of the soul earlier that day. Okay, amen? And Jesus wakes up and he says, please be still. Hallelujah. 
Well, Satan's the one who brought up that storm because he wants to kill Jesus and stop Jesus from his mission, which was the very next chapter, finding a man in the Gadarenes who was demon-possessed, and Jesus is going to cast the devil out this man, and this man going to witness to everybody up and down the coast. Praise God, turn many lives to Jesus, and Satan wanted to stop it. And Satan will do whatever he can to try and stop you. He'll try and bring it. Now, praise the Lord. Now, there are methods then of deliverance that we see in the word. Number one, Acts chapter 12 that we started out here. We saw prayer was made without ceasing. Corporate prayer. It's one of the reasons why we need one another. We need one another, praise God. Amen. Why is good to come to church? We need to know one another. We need one another. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. They knew who Peter was. So corporate prayer was one of the ways in which deliverance came. What's the second way we saw deliverance came? We saw that an angel came, praise God, in that same, same chapter, and an angel was involved in delivering Peter from certain death. Remember what the Bible told you in Hebrews 13 too. He said, watch how you entertain strangers, because some have entertained angels unaware. Okay, amen. Turn to Acts 21, praise the Lord. Amen. Verse 4. The Apostle Paul, of course, is involved on his missionary journeys in verse 4. And finding, and finding disciples, underline disciples. We tarried there seven days, Paul and his company did. Who said to Paul, through the Spirit. Now see the word, through the Spirit. So these were not words that the disciples just up and spoke out their minds. The Holy Ghost is going to inspire them to speak to Paul. Now I can tell you some things about the Apostle Paul as wonderful as he was and in my opinion everybody say this, this is the bishop's opinion. In my opinion of all the disciples, in my opinion Paul was the greatest. Some people will argue Peter, John. My opinion Paul was the greatest of all the apostles. Now, amen. But there was an issue about Paul. Paul was hot headed. The dude was hot headed man. And now, he, he was zealous for God, but sometimes he was just, he, he allowed his zeal to overcome even listening to God. But anyway, it says here, praise God, who said to Paul through the spirit that he should not go to Jerusalem. Well, then you read in verse 9. Some, some days go by. Verse 9. And the same day, the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. He was not prophetess, but he prophesied. Now, as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. So this is a prophet's ministry. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle, bound his hands and feet and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now, the Lord's already told Paul not to go down there. Of course, now, if you know Paul, you know what he did. He went anyway, and he went anyway because he was a nationalist. He's going to go into the synagogue. They're going to see his Paul. They're going to get upset. Uh, verse, they're going to grab him, verse 30. All the city was moved or stirred. The people ran together, and they took Paul. They drew him out of the temple, uh, and as they went about to kill him, so they went to take him out. 
tidings or hearings came into the chief captain of the band that all Jerusalem was in an uproar who immediately took soldiers and centurions and ran down into them. And when they saw the chief captain and the soldiers, they left beating the Paul. So another way of deliverance came was from soldiers. It wasn't even Jewish soldiers. It was from Gentiles, the heathen. The heathen were used to save Paul. You need the Lord in your life. I don't care what your background is, what's happened in your life. If you come to him, Jesus said, I will not push you away. How do I get born again? The Bible says if you would believe that he is the son of God, believed he carried your sins, died, rose from the grave, and asked him into your life, you'll never be the same. Yes, Lord Jesus, you would say, come into my heart, save me now. I believe you are the savior. You carried my sins. You rose from the grave, and you are now my Lord, and you'll never be the same. Live your faith with Creative Health Christians growing their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you'll receive this pre-selected book of the month, Patience and Faith, a match made in heaven. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. true and let every man be a liar and I don't know about you but for me and my house we will serve the Lord we will stand for the Lord hallelujah if nobody else is going to go we're going to go anyway there's only one God and he's the only one I will submit myself to if you've been looking for a ministry school that would properly prepare you for the call of God on your life then prayerfully consider receiving your training through Bishop Butler program. We have trained students all over the world and they're doing great things for the Lord now. And we would love the opportunity to train you too. The Pistis School of Ministry is a two year online hybrid program. And what you can expect to receive is an in-depth study of the Word of God and be equipped with the tools that you will need to succeed in ministry. I can honestly say, that Pistis is like no other program. So whether you are a local learner or a distance learner, you can expect to receive the same great learning experience. If you would like to receive more information on Pistis or to register for our upcoming school year, email us at info at Praise God, I trust you're receiving from the ministry. And of course, if you've seen our open, you see that we are all around the world. We're ministering, praise God, across all different sectors, praise God, up here. We're ministering across the United States and people are receiving, praise the Lord, uh, our ministry one way or the other in over 40 nations. When you decide to become a partner with Keith Butler Ministries, we're doing what Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Praise God. And Jesus also told us to take that word, teach all nations, and we are attempting to get it to as many nations as we possibly can. 
So would you pray about and see if the Lord will have you become a partner with us as we take God's word and, and the teaching of faith to the world. And thank you for it in the name of Jesus. This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries.